0: everyone and welcome to another compelling episode of Free the Bishops. I'm your host Carmelite quotes and with me today is the wonderful Rosary Mom, our co-host. How are you today, Mom?
1: Hi Carmelite and hi everyone. I'm really well thank you And today we have a really special treat for our listeners. Joining us is a true advocate for human rights. founder and president of the Bianca Jagger Human Rights Foundation and a native of Nicaragua, Bianca Jagger. Welcome, Bianca.
2: Thank you very much for inviting me to be at your program. It is a pleasure and a privilege to be with the two of you. Thank you so
0: much. We're honored to have you here, Bianca, just as well. Because today's topic demands our attention. It demands the attention of the world. And your insights in this conversation undoubtedly will add depth to our conversation. So let's dive in. Listeners, just to give you a brief summary of this report from the group of human rights experts on Nicaragua. These experts detail serious, systematic human rights violations that are tantamount to crimes against humanity. They continue to be perpetrated by the Nicaraguan government, or as we say, the regime, and they're perpetrated for political reasons. And this group of human rights experts on Nicaragua said in their latest report, which was presented February 29, they detail how the situation has deteriorated over the last year throughout 2023. The report found that the persecution by the regime, the government of Nicaragua, of their real or their perceived opponents has become more refined. The violations, the abuses and the crimes have been perpetrated not only to dismantle active opposition efforts, but also to eliminate critical voices and in the long term to dissuade any new organization or initiative of social mobilization. There was a press conference yesterday to present the report and on February 29, the chair of the group of experts described this as an exponential increase and we'll talk about that later on in this program. He says it's a spiral of violence and silence. So these are the issues that we're going to discuss in this program. Right, Mum?
1: That's right, Carmelite. And to understand who this group of human rights experts is, and the group members, here is a brief history of the group who we can call the GHREN, the Group of Human Rights Experts on Nicaragua, which is an independent body mandated by the UN Human Rights Council. Established in March 2022, it is tasked to conduct thorough and independent investigations into all alleged human rights violations and abuses committed in Nicaragua since April 2018.
0: The group of experts has three members. The chair of the group of experts is from Germany. His name is Jan Michael Simon. He spoke at the February 29 press conference. Jan Michael Simon is a senior researcher at the Max Planck Institute for the study of crime, security, and law. There are two women who are also members of this group of human rights experts. Angela Buitrago, is from Colombia. She is a litigator and former prosecutor, and she teaches law at the Universidad Externado de Colombia. The other woman who forms the third member of the group of human rights experts is from Uruguay, and her name is Ariela Peralta. She's an attorney, and she's president of Uruguay's National Institution for Human Rights. So these are the members of this group of human rights experts. So, Bianca, let's think about this. What do you think is the main objective of Jan Michael and this group of experts? Is it to establish that Ortega and Murillo should be held accountable? What are your thoughts?
2: I believe that. The main objective of the report, the second report, has been to document and to show that the President Ortega and Vice President Rosario Murillo, which from now on I will refer to not as President and Vice President, because this is a regime, an illegitimate and criminal regime that is committing grave and systematic violations of human rights and crimes against humanity. So what they are trying, I believe, to prove in this report is that these um, members of the regime, they have identified in the investigation that they should be held accountable by the international community, as should Nicaragua, as a state that goes after its own people, targeting university students, indigenous people, people of African descent, campesinos, and members of the Catholic Church and other Christian denominations. That is what Jan Simon, the chair of the group of experts, said in his press conference. Since the publication of his first report, the group has received additional information which when evaluated together with the information previously obtained, has allowed it to make progress in identifying the structure of and chains of command within the various state institutions, bodies, and agencies, and to conduct a deeper analysis of the role played by individuals within this structure in line with its accountability mandate, The group has also continued to advance its effort towards identifying alleged direct perpetrators of violations, abuses and crimes, as well as gathering additional information linking direct perpetrators to other individuals at various levels of a state's institution who may have contributed. To the violation, abuses, and crime. And one of the important things that the report says is that the group has reasonable grounds to believe, and again, that Daniel Ortega and Rosario Murillo and high level state officials not only have contributed to exercise all control over all the state powers, institutions, bodies, and agencies. And the non state structures identified in this report and in the Sporting Conference Room papers, but have also put in place and implemented a plan or policy aimed at suppressing any form of dissent by targeting real or perceived opponents in order to maintain power. This plan includes the perpetration or violation and abuses by individuals serving in the state powers, institutions and non-state structures identified by the group. And I think that the most important thing that they say, again, is that the group has reasonable ground to believe that Daniel Ortega and all the high-level state officials identified by the group Participated in the crime described and discussing the report and its first report and finds that they should be subjected to judicial investigation to determine the individual criminal responsibility. The direct perpetrators of the documented crimes are also responsible for their actions. Their immediate supervisors and other persons high up in the chain of command may also. Be responsible for the criminal conduct. The group will, to the extent of the resources available, continue to investigate this matter. The bottom line of these very difficult words that I just read from the report is really that the objective and what they have managed to do in the report is to find the individual criminal responsibility of the two main actors of the Ortega and Murillo regime, that not only the two of them could be held accountable and could ultimately be brought to a court of justice, but not only them, but as well, the state of Nicaragua. And I think that that is really an important issue that we should all be very grateful that this report has been able to point out And to document.
0: Absolutely, it's important.
1: (laughs) Mum, do you have any questions for Bianca? I do, Bianca. Why don't we direct our conversation now to talk more about the why questions concerning the report? First of all, why is this GHREN report different from other reports on the crisis in Nicaragua or even the previous report from the group of experts? They have been several invaluable and
2: important reports about the situation, the grave and systematic violations of human rights, about the crimes against humanity that have been committed by the Ortega Murillo regime and company. But what it makes it different with this one is because the objective is to ultimately to bring to an international court of justice and to held accountable Daniel Ortega and Rosario Murillo, and those that are committing and perpetrating and are conspirators, if we can say that in English, of crimes against humanity. I think for that reason, this report is different to many of the others who only outline the crimes that were being committed in Nicaragua. I think that this particular
0: aspect of the report is so critical. And let's talk about why this report is so important, because it's such a critical piece in the UN's effort to expose the abuses of the Ortega regime, their state responsibility. As you indicate, there's individual responsibility. And listeners, there's even a chart included in the annex of the report that shows the direct lines of responsibility and communication between Daniel Ortega and Rosario Murillo and the different aspects of the state repressive system so that it demonstrates, names included, who is at the heart of these human rights violations and crimes against humanity so as we think about this responsibility as we think about this report and the importance of report Bianca why is this so critical at this moment in time for the UN's effort to expose the abuses of the regime
2: I think that as they so clearly outline the repression, the crimes, the efforts of the regime of silencing any opposition voices, whether we are talking about the Catholic Church, we're talking about the media, we're talking about Indigenous and afro descendant whether we are talking about the persecution of the members of the Education Institute and students. At all levels, the persecution that we see today in Nicaragua It's probably, we can easily say, that the dictatorship of Daniel Ortega and Rosario Murillo is the most brutal in the whole of the Western Hemisphere. But Nicaragua is not only a regime that is committing serious human rights violations and crimes against humanity. Nicaragua has become a geopolitical threat for the region because of their association to Russia, to China, and to Iran. And if we look at Nicaragua from that perspective, what is important and why this report is so critical is because there are not many avenues to make Daniel Ortega and Rosario Murillo and its government accountable. And those who are perpetrating the crimes in their name is because probably the only avenue we have is for them and the state of Nicaragua to be held accountable. And I'd like to just come to what they say with regards to the grounds to believe that the state of Nicaragua is responsible for serious, systematic, and widespread human rights violations and abuses and other violations of international law based on political ground against members of the population opposed to the government and perceived as such. The state, for example, has failed to guarantee access to effective remedies for victims of arbitrary detention and acts of tortures and other cruel, inhuman and degrading treatment or punishment, and for family of those killed in the conflict in the context of 2018 of the 2018 protests. It has failed to investigate this violation and abuses and prosecute the perpetrator. The state has also failed to provide access to effective remedy to at least 317 real or perceived opponents to the government that were arbitrarily deprived of the nationality. Likewise, the state has failed to ensure access to remedies for victims of deportation and other violations of the right to freedom of movement, such as the prohibition of entry into one country. It is important to understand that the depriving 317 Nicaraguan citizens of their citizenship is in violation of the 1961 convention, Article 9 in particular, which at one point, that critical issue may help other countries to bring Nicaragua to an international court of justice. And I think that that is the great hope for us Nicaraguans to think that at one point there will be maybe a way out of this criminal regime, when they will be held accountable for the crimes they are committing against innocent citizens, against unarmed Nicaraguans who are not fighting a war, but that are the victims of a brutal oppression by the Ortega Amurillo regime.
0: It is critical at this moment, absolutely. Rosary Mum, why don't we
1: let you have the last question? Thank you. During the press conference, Jan michael Simon said, we urge the international community to take immediate action. Sanctions are a minimum form of accountability. So finally, Bianca, why should the international community pay attention to the report, to the group of experts and support and take action? on their findings and recommendations, because as Jan Michael Simon said, it will take a significant amount of time to recover what has been lost.
2: There various issues for which I could reply to you, or give you various answers. One is the big question, has the international community done everything in the power to weaken and to tackle and to do the best for us Nicaraguan to be able to have a transition to a democracy in the country? Or have their actions and their sanctions been not strong enough, not coordinated enough, not coherent enough, and should they now be different? and why should they really pay attention to this report i think that that the time has come for the international community to act and to apply hard hitting uh, sanctions to the regime of daniel ortega it is important that the international community think about who are the countries who have ratified the 1961 convention and that look at Article 9. For example, there's been a recent investigation being carried out by Parliament in the UK. The UK was the first country that ratified the 1961 Convention. They could play a key role. There are many other countries in Europe who could do that, as well as countries in Latin America, that could really support us, to be able to bring Ortega and Murillo and the state of Nicaragua to an international court of justice to make them accountable for the crimes they are committing and for the crimes against humanity they are perpetrating in the country.
0: That is so critical, as you say at this moment, for there to be accountability for those who are committing these crimes against humanity, these violations of human rights, to come to justice and to account for their actions. Listeners, we just want to conclude with an overview of all that we've discussed today. There is obviously this issue of accountability for the high-level officials, starting at the top with Rosario Murillo and Daniel Ortega. It discusses in this report that we've been reviewing the centralization of state powers, the impunity, the fact that Rosario Murillo and Daniel Ortega have taken systematic steps to consolidate all the powers of the state, the governance, the government of Nicaragua into their hands, and that they have clear lines of communication with those who are assisting them to commit these violations and crimes. There are violations by association that raise a very disturbing specter in this situation, this crisis in Nicaragua, because children, family members are being affected by every crime that has been committed by the regime. And children, as we know, are the future of the world, and they are the future of Nicaragua. So these actions that have impacted them have broad implications because of such victimization. And one final point that I'd like to make right now is the targeted suppression of the voices that are critical of the regime, because there have been systematic efforts to suppress their dissenting voices. We're thinking of various groups like the university sector. You've heard us talk about the Central American University and how it has been dismantled, overtaken, the Jesuit priests who have been removed. There's the Campesino movement of farmers in rural areas. There are the indigenous and Afro-descendant peoples. And of course, there's not only the Catholic Church, but there are evangelical churches as well who have been affected by the suppression. So we're going to talk in our next episode about the specifics concerning religious repression. We're asking Bianca to come back and to talk with us about the details that were included in the report on religious repression. And Bianca, we want to express our gratitude to you today for joining us because your dedication to the cause of human rights and your advocacy work for Nicaragua are truly, truly inspiring. So thank you today for shedding light on this critical situation in Nicaragua.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so very much, Bianca, because your voice is an essential force in raising awareness about these issues. And we appreciate your time and your commitment to the cause. I would like to thank you
2: for inviting me to have this really important discussion about this invaluable report. But I will feel bad if I didn't say that the group call on the government to immediately release all persons arbitrarily deprived of their liberty, cease violation, abuses and crimes, particularly persecution on political motivated grounds, and undertake exhaustive, independent, and transparent investigation of documented violation, abuses, and crimes, and to hold perpetrators accountable. The group also urged the international community to take immediate action by expanding sanctions against individuals and institutions involved in human rights violation. Sanctions are a minimum form of accountability in a country where impunity and criminalization democracy is the rule. And other recommendations that they made include ensuring fair access to identification and the status determination procedures for Nicaraguans deprived of their nationality. And I have so many friends who have been deprived of the nationality and all the hardship that they are encountering, including, of course, their children. You know, the group call on the international community to make use of its finding insecurity, financial and trade relations and policies, be it within the framework of Financial Action Task Force, the International Monetary Fund, or when conditioning preferential access of Nicaragua to markets on compliance with the non-trained policy objectives. And I would like to make an appeal from me to the European Union, to the US, to Canada, to the UK, to do everything in the power to make and to weaken and to impose sanctions in Nicaragua and to end the trade agreements that they have with this regime. The effect that the persecution and these crimes is having in the population is horrific. More than 10% of the population of Nicaragua has had to flee the country. That has to stop what is happening in Nicaragua, as Jean-Michel Simon said, will take years to reverse. And I think that the time has come now to put an end to the regime of Daniel Ortega and Rosario Murillo and for the Nicaraguan to be able to one day have justice, democracy and the rule of law. In their country,
0: yes, I think that one thing that we can do, Mom, as we turn to prayer, is to pray that the nations will take effective action immediately to bring this regime to account for their actions. So why don't we turn to prayer right now, Mom? And you do such a beautiful job of
1: leading us in prayer. Would you please? Of course, absolutely, Carmelite. Let's join together and unite in prayer for Nicaragua, for the conversion of hearts, political prisoners, exiled bishops and clergy, and for all the bishops, clergy, seminarians and religious who still remain in Nicaragua, both Catholic and Evangelical. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with Thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Saint Michael, the Archangel, defend us in the day of battle. Bear safeguard against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him we humbly pray unto thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan, and all the evil spirits who wander this world for the ruin of souls. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Mom. Thank you for leading us in those powerful prayers. And of course, a big thank you to our listeners for tuning in today. Don't forget to share this episode, because you can send the link to this episode and share it with your followers on social media, share it with your bishops, your pastors, and share it with elected officials. You can send them the link to this episode. You can subscribe for notifications and invite others to join our mission. So there will be another episode, and it will focus on the religious persecution in Nicaragua. So join us to advocate.
1: Right, Mum. Please do. And also visit our website, which is freethebishops.org. I'll repeat that, freethebishops.org. For more information on religious persecution in Nicaragua, stay informed and let's stand together in solidarity.
0: Yes, absolutely. And once again, Bianca, we want to thank you for your invaluable insights. It's, it's been an
2: enlightening discussion.
1: Right, Mom? It really has. Thank you, Bianca. Thank you
2: to those of you. It's been a pleasure to share this moment with you, appealing for the liberation of Nicaragua. Marvellous. Thank you.
1: Thank you. And thank you, listeners. Until next time, everyone, take care. And keep advocating for freedom and justice. God bless everyone. God bless.